Thank you to Alex, Cody, Isaac, Spino, and Victor for your donations on Patreon. If you guys want to support us on Patreon, you can find us at www.patreon.com slash emblemcast. Start the episode, Husser. And welcome back to your favorite biannual podcast, Emblecast. Biannual? That means every two years. I would think we're at least, like, semi-annual. Actually, no. Biannual is both. It's like... No, biannual... No, no, no. That's what semi-annual is is for. No, Does semi imply two? No, semi is, like, half, so, like, every half year. And biannual is two, so, like, every two years. Okay. Well, you know what we mean. Anyway, we don't upload much. I think that's, we can that's, fairly that's describe ourselves as bi-monthly. I, I think that's, like, a pretty uh, accurate we're, You know, we're, we're actually... We're no, we're, we're getting on that monthly monthly thing. We should just I'm, change I'm the description right now. to, like, officially upload monthly. And then yeah, but we should try and less. do... We should try and do bi-weekly. <laughs> but anyway... Anyway. <laughs> anyway, I'm Devin. I'm your host for some reason. Uh, this is episode 35 of Emblemcast, and we have... Husser and Sheffin on today. We got a great show lined up for you today. Not really, but I like to pretend. Um, we can start off. What have you guys been playing? And if not, I can go. A- actually, I hold on, sc- hold on. Screw all that. Let's talk about Smash for a second, because everyone's gonna, everyone's talking about Smash right now. What are you guys' thoughts on the most recent Smash Brothers Direct? Okay. We're about. About a month out from release, so that's exciting. I'm going to say something, and I feel like I speak for a lot of Smash people when I say this, though obviously not everyone. I'm mm-hmm. totally fine. You voted fine. for Piranha Plant like no. 20 times Shut in the, the, fuck the up. ballot, right? No, I'm totally fine with the final roster, but they should have rearranged it so that they had more heavy hitters at the end, because that last yes. direct, like based on what we already had, didn't really have a lot interesting to offer. Mm-hmm. We also knew Ken was coming. Like, that that was not yeah. really... And I could surprise. give a fuck about Incineroar, honestly. Like, if it had been Decidueye, then I would have been a little more interested, you know? But, like... I'm very mixed on him, because I think his moveset looks really fun. I love what they did with the character. But Incineroar is up there with some of my least favorite Pokemon designs ever. So it's it's kind of... It's you know, it's a double-edged sword for they're me. They're not but, wrong but, that his wrestler motif is a great fit for Smash. I just fucking hate that wrestler motif. That's why I don't like Embor either. Well, I, I don't mind wrestler motif. I just think it's ridiculous that you have this very cool quadruped cat that all of a sudden becomes a fucking buff swole boy with huge muscles and just has a dumb cat face on top of a gigantic wrestler body. It, yeah. it just it, it doesn't doesn't fit the evolution line, but it's fine. But, you know, if you this, take a step back a and breathe, and yeah. you look at the whole roster, it's still great. I'm still very excited, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's the thing. You know, even if... Absolutely. Um, and honestly, Piranha Plant looks, like, really fun. Like, Piranha Plant was the highlight of the Direct for me, yeah. to be honest. It reminds best, me of uh, this old Flash are... game I used to play called Feed Me, where you're, like, a... You're basically a Piranha Plant. Um, mm-hmm. But you, like, click the mouse to, like snap your neck out and like grab the ground and the ceiling and shit and you like move around that way and it was really fun it was on this site called like nitrome they made a bunch of those cool free flash games but anyway piranha plant is like just that so it also had like a nostalgia hit for me i so i i do want to mention one thing about piranha plant first that i think uh 
I don't know, I think most people get this, but it still should be said. So I think there was a really deliberate reason that they chose to add Piranha Plant. And, and what I mean, not specifically the character Piranha Plant, but like that sort of character is, first off, this is, this is a DLC character that's like a little reward for everyone. It is, they have officially stated, I was confused about this for a little while, but they have officially stated Piranha Plant is not included in the, uh, the five DLC that they... They currently have planned and the other thing is every single smash character has some kind of joke or retro character you know there's Wii fit trainer kind of game and watch was sort of that rob. melee rob yeah rob and brawl and i don't know captain falcon is basically yeah. as irrelevant as all of those guys now yeah it's and, and they didn't have that in this game so they're like what's a character that we can you know give people as a little bonus that they don't feel super bad if for some reason they don't get and it's fucking Piranha Plant. Why not? It, Of course it's not going to be Gino. Gino would be one of the characters that would be, you know, one of the huge typed up pieces of DLC. This this is kind of like a little thank you from Sakurai. Yeah, like, so, in the alternate universe where they just switched Simon and Incineroar, people would be like, oh my god, awesome Smash Direct. Yep. This is amazing. Or K. Roll. Or K. Roll. Yeah, just like, or you Ridley. know. Or Ridley. <laughs> True. <laughs> Oh my god, imagine like the last Smash Direct, like after the credits, it's fucking Ridley. That would have mm. been brilliant. But anyway, uh, I think that's probably enough on Smash. Um, well, one more thing. Um, yeah. World of Light, what'd you guys think of that? thought it looked cool. cool. Yeah. I'm excited for the adventure mode part of it, and honestly, I might be alone in the world, but I always had fun fucking around with stickers and Subspace Emissary, so... Yes, yeah, so you are alone there. <laughs> well... No, it, it was fun. It, it's just the getting well, okay. the stickers was... Let me, let me correct myself. When I say always have fun, I mean, like, maybe twice a year I would spend, like, 40 minutes dicking around with it. That... Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, I, I, that's I am more than disappointed. most people play Subspace Emissary. <laughs> I'm pretty disappointed that, uh, that trophies are gone, though. I mean, it's it's obviously not a deal breaker, and I understand why they did it. It's easier to upload a PNG or a fucking JPEG than it is to do an entire 3D model for you know hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of characters. But there was something really special about trophies, so it's it's sad to see them go. But spirits look, look like they're not for me, but they'll make someone happy. So that's look cool. At, look at it this way, you know, people told Sakurai that he couldn't add every Fire Emblem character. But he created a system where he can add every fire. Oh, that's there. true. Because we we know Secret and Cellafire spirits, Makai, mm-hmm. and we also Young, we Mom also technically know we know that that doesn't defirm characters as playable fighters because we've seen. I think there's there's been like we fit spirits and yeah, we roll yeah, or something like that. They're just stickers again. Yeah. yeah, we fit doing the tree pose and then Captain K rule from that one game. Yeah, it's not like it's not like you know Isaac anyway. <laughs> Isaac's irrelevant, anyways. <laughs> yeah, Isaac is irrelevant. Isaac and Gino, like, you know, they're they're Smash fan favorites in the same way that Ridley was, and people have been asking for them for like fifteen years. So, like, I well, totally Gino, get it. Gino in particular, I, yeah. I, I think I'm gonna go out on them. I think in this first wave of DLC, maybe the second wave if there is, which honestly, there there's probably gonna be a second wave of DLC. Um. Gino's going to be in it at some point, because we I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but even in the Melee days, Sakurai was explaining interest in, in Gino, and for one reason or another, he's never been added, and, you know, it's it's sort of like a K-Roll thing again, where the character's not really relevant, but... So you're saying that anything that Sakurai was interested in in Melee 
is a shoe in so leaf confirmed is that is that what yeah exactly mm-hmm. we're also we're getting fucking uh we're getting the the forbidden seven or whatever from brawl we're getting tetra and minin and plusle you know <laughs> everyone's favorite characters imagine in like 2019 for smash dlc they release fucking plusle and minute <laughs> Yep. That would be an even bigger troll than like We Fit Trainer or Piranha Plant. <laughs> Piranha Plant. Pro- God, man, Piranha Plant looks so fucking good though. They nailed that move set. That that's one of those things that it's like I didn't know I want this until I saw it. And now like honestly out of all the newcomers, Piranha Plant is one of the ones I'm most excited to play. The best it's... memes are the ones you don't know you need. They are. They totally are. And he, I don't know how, but they made a fucking dumbass plant, like, incredibly expressive. Like, there's that one clip in the trailer where he's just, like, I think he does one of his taunts, and he just kind of, he snaps his mouth in the air, and then he has a big dumbass grin on his face. It's like, Jesus. So perfect. I, unsurprisingly, like the rest of the internet, I am incredibly hyped for Smash Bros. Ultimate. I, it is, it is definitely going to be probably my most anticipated game of the year and i don't know man i i am ready to i have always seriously wanted to get into smash and i think smash ultimate is the time because i'm living in new york now as i'm sure some of you listening know so if i ever wanted to go to a tournament or something i could you're just gonna be one of those people forever now that can't go a single conversation without bringing up that you live in new york you can move to fucking India for the rest of your life. Okay, the only reason the reason I brought that up is because the other times I've been on this show, I was in fucking Italy, where I, I wouldn't have even. I mean, I would have spoken the language, but not like fucking gamer talk <laughs> to be able to converse with people at conventions. Or I was in the middle of nowhere, Massachusetts, where I couldn't even get to attorneys. So I'm just saying, I live in no. a place that <laughs> I, exists I, I, in the I world know. that people have heard of now. I'm just making <laughs> so fun they of you. Exist. Although I will say at I a know. convention, like, just learn the words for, like, Fox only, Final Destination, no items, and that's all you oh. need. Haha. <laughs> Before we end Smash segment, uh, I know we don't have a game yet, but what, what newcomer would you say you guys, or, or doesn't have to be a newcomer, what characters are you guys ex- most excited to pick up in Smash Ultimate? And why is it Krom? Because he's the best recovery in the game. Well, it's not Krom at all. Um, no, Krom's gonna be bad. People who are saying Krom's gonna be re- better than Roy are fucking wrong because you have an Ike recovery with no side B to help you get back to ledge. So, sorry, Krom. <laughs> I mean, you can game, sort of recover with Dancing potential. Blade a little, but not nearly as much as Ike. And kill. It's pretty much. But Roy, Roy got buffs. Everyone's talking about how his his tilts are doing more damage, and he's I don't know better air movement and and stuff like that. But that also just... applies to Krom. <laughs> It's pretty much just the recovery is the big thing, but Krom's, yeah. Krom's kill potential and combo game is still is still stronger. To buff That's Roy, true. they really just need to promote him like five chapters earlier. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm excited who, who excited for, for Pokemon Trainer to come back, because yeah, he was like too. a solid secondary for me in Brawl. Uh, now I can play the Leaf costume, which is cool too. Looks uh, like Ivysaur what... is actually good too. For yeah, once. I actually I played Ivysaur at a Smash Ultimate demo. I think I mentioned it on the podcast. But I didn't know you played that. Awesome. I mean, it might have been yeah. when I was might have been that episode I was gone recently. How how did you enjoy that demo? Oh, it was fun. It was just the E3 build, so it didn't have like a lot of the new stuff. But it well, had there was still you know there was still Snake and Ridley and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, Inkling. Everyone's forgetting about Inkling because that was yeah. the first character they revealed. But Inkling looks fun too. 
Yeah, I never really played Splatoon, but I'll I'll check it out. And I'm excited for Snake, Richter Belmont, uh, because that... Snake you know. and Inkling were the fucking highlight of that World of Light trailer. Snake in his dumbass little box, and the Inkling's just, like, terrified trying to hide in the ink. Yeah. How about you, Chef? Uh, it's actually probably Crom. I actually have... I don't care about any of the newcomers at all. Wow. I don't care about I don't care about the inklings from Splatoon. You don't care about I, Ridley? Get off this show. Never never played a Metroid game. Uh, no. This is a Actually, Metroid okay, podcast I, I played, now. I played I played 20 minutes of Prime 1 and then Best didn't one, care. And but then that's okay. Hey, that's exactly how much I played of Prime 1. Wow. And then you, you guys the just got lost. Then I've never I never played a Donkey Kong game. I never played a the Castlevania game. I don't care oh about my God. I don't care about Isabel. I mean, I don't care about Incineroar or Isabel too, but yeah, Castlevania and Donkey Kong. I like I yeah. don't really care about K Rule that much, but he I mean, I don't know, he looks fun. I'm happy Donkey Kong's getting more love. And Simon Belmont, that's incredible. And Richter, I mean, not the biggest shock. Like they're they're one of the, you know they were next up on the the list of like okay who's not in the game yet because we have fucking everyone. <laughs> Honestly, but... yeah, Simon Belmont was the last like huge you know eighties nineties tentpole like character, I think. Like I guess yeah. there there's maybe a couple more that's sort of getting sort of later into the like PS one and on era, but like in terms of like bit crusher you know like incredibly obvious picks i think they've kind of gotten all of them at this I point i guess there's there's still like what crash bandicoot and banjo kazooie when yeah. are uh, when are when are we going to get what the fuck's his name splock who is that hold on satori wada had <laughs> when you see this you're going to laugh okay but people listening to plock. the podcast it's plock it. it's plock no, it's a dumb stupid little fucking red thing that had let me show you block. Alright. It's my favorite platforming mascot. Please don't make fun of me. Enjoy enjoy this editing, Husser. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's, it's uh, I'm gonna take this opportunity to start talking about what I've been playing. Yeah, what have uh, you been playing? So I have been playing Fire Emblem. Get oh, off man. the show. Nice. Not allowed here. Yeah. I've been playing more of the Universal Randomizer, which is always fun. You I don't really get very far, honestly, because I usually mm -hmm. just kinda like play a bunch of chapters and then stop for a while and then when i start again i want to like start over you know it's yeah like that, that's Pokemon that's randomizer. what i do a lot yeah but you know that's fine that's what it's for for me um played a little more fe8 randomized too the big thing mm -hmm. is that i've now beaten path of radiance twice and you have not even gotten halfway through sorry right, i've beaten anyway. path of radiance <laughs> way more than twice but i've beaten it like twice uh you know to rub recently. it in on the podcast, yeah. Right. So, not that the first time is that recent anymore, but I did an Ike and Mist only run, because uh, I was doing an Ike only run, and then I got to chapter 17, and I was like, oh, fuck, I can't do this. I do not have enough elixirs. So, we all know Mist is your favorite character. <laughs> I do like Mist. She's fun to use. I don't know. It's favoritism. You know, most people have characters like that. Um, yeah, they're called fucking weebs. <laughs> wow. Wow. This 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 comes from the person who drafted Rebecca and promoted right. her. Yeah. All right. I'm I'm kicking all of you off the podcast. It's gonna be a fucking solo podcast. Because I'll tell you what, Mist is a hell of a lot better than Rebecca. Yeah, you're right. I mean, or or your other terrible favorite unit, Arden. Okay. Oh, yeah. Arden <laughs> is a boss. Don't fucking make fun of my boy, Arden. 
I will he guard he guard he guarded that castle like no one's business, okay? Did it I, I think I mentioned this at some point, but that that's always my headcanon about like he survived Gen 1 because he just never left Chelfie Castle. Yeah. Because they left him guarding it the whole time. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, um, uh so you know, then I just kinda kept using Mist after that. Um you know, I gave her Stefan's vague caddy just for shits and giggles and, you know, forging Sonic Sword and Rune Sword shenanigans. She really pulled her weight. Uh, just for fun, and also because I had lost Wrath at some point and didn't have an occult for Aether either, I uh, had Ike flee from the Black Knight. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, just because, like, I'd never seen that route, and it was also impossible by that point. Um because like even if you get lucky, there's just nothing you can do if you don't have Aether or Wrath or really. Well, you you can't have Resolve at that point because uh, yeah, you get you, the scroll that chapter. You basically need to get like super low percent crits constantly. Yeah, and I'm not. I wasn't playing on an emulator, so I wasn't gonna fuck with that. I just left. <laughs> I did. Oh my god, I wanted to. Um. Somehow I didn't think it through at all. I was like, oh, I'll just have Mist attack him to like see the conversation and then run away. But I didn't realize that he would brutally fucking murder her because I just yeah. totally turned my brain off. <laughs> so I had to play the whole chapter again. Yeah, you have those moments where you bring you, you see the you see the combat forecast and it clearly shows you getting murdered, but you'd still just hit A anyways. I didn't even look. I just fucking mashed it because I was like, oh, I just want to see the conversation and then I'll canto out the door. <laughs> Did not occur to me for a second that she would just get fucking destroyed. <laughs> oh, you know what it was? I forgot that he had range. Because I had her attack like with a sonic sword, and I nice. forgot that Alan Knight uh, did that too. But it's okay. She'll she'll get her revenge in Radiant Dawn when I give her Alan Knight. <laughs> wow. Bad I've done it before. Then. It kind of works, but it was it was a bad meme then too. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're actually using Mist and bringing her to the tower, which like is a bad meme, sure. But like, if you're doing that, it's not. Do a people bad ever sword do, actually do that? I have done that. Memes. <laughs> That's exactly it. That's despicable. Well, look, she's physic, you know. She's but basically so like. Well, yeah, but is, Makaya is, is always required, like level right? three by the time I get to the tower. She's too busy like being rescued by someone. It's all about that one, one, one dream for Makaya. That is true, and she still can't physic. True. <laughs> yeah. That's, um, that's the glory of the one, one, one. <laughs> You know, she's she's budget Alincia in the tower, basically. Yeah. Which is still pretty useful. Uh, but anyway... Alincia or Micaiah. <laughs> then I got I, to I Ashnard, and I did not have her do the same thing. Um, but <laughs> and I was playing on normal, just for fun, because like, I never played Path of Radiance on normal. Mm-hmm. wanted to see you how it was different. You DXP. <laughs> yeah, nothing. you do. You got I I uh in that chapter seventeen snafu when I was like okay I need heals, uh, I took mist from base to like a level three or four Valkyrie. <laughs> Damn, yeah. you would yeah. just get dumped upon in terms of BXP. Yeah, it was ridiculous, but it was fun. Yeah, and that's important. <laughs> and the other just quick thing is that I literally discovered this today, but I've been playing a Pokemon ROM hack called Crystal Clear, which like I've never turned- heard of that. It turns Gen 2 totally open world. So, like, it opens up paths and closes HMs and stuff. So, like, if you start a new Barktown, you can just, like, walk straight over onto Kanto right away and, like, fight Blue as the first gym leader if you want. Well, that's interesting. Is he, yeah. like, 
Does it scale? Just the level scale? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's the trainer's level scale by badges. The wild Pokemon don't, which means that if you, like, run into a late game area and just, like, chuck a Pokeball right away and get lucky, you can get, like, an insane, you know, balance-breaking team member on your side. Well, one of the problems with that game is the level scaling for wild Pokemon and trainer Pokemon is way off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, the wild Pokemon are still fucked, but they were already fucked, and the trainers are fixed, because uh, yeah. now it's scaled by badges. That's and the gym leaders are scaled too, which is cool. So it'll be fun. I haven't done it yet, but I'm saving the early game ones to see what like awesome teams they have to like come back to like Faulkner and see him with like a Zapdos or something. <laughs> uh, but I will be... say I fought Claire first, which was hilarious because she had like a horsey and two Dratinis. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. So that's me. What have you guys what about you, to? Darren or Devin? Not Darren. Darren, <laughs> damn. Um... Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, very good, Darren. Thank you for chiming in. <laughs> yeah. Great. What have I been playing? Um, I've been playing some of that, uh, some of that Super Mario Party action. That's been pretty fun. Nice. Have you guys played Super Mario Party at all? I played yeah. uh, five and six a little bit. No, the new one. The new oh, one on but... Switch. No. So about a month ago now, something like that, uh, on the Switch, new Mario Party released, and people were saying it was a big return to form for the series, uh, because no more dumb cars, no more of that shit. It's it's boards, and you collect stars, and there's mini-games, and there's bonus stars at the end, and stuff like that. So I was like, you know what, I don't think I've ever picked up a Mario Party game on launch. And now, you know, that I'm living in a dorm. Oh my god, it's like Knack. That. Sorry, I just looked at that plock thing that you linked, and it's just Yeah, it's Knack. It's Knack, right? It's literally Knack. It's red Knack. Oh Ice is nice. Anyway. So you, picked it, so you picked it up on launch, and your thoughts? I picked it up on launch, and uh, I am really, really enjoying it. If Like, Husser, are you, are you a fan of the older Mario parties, like the GameCube ones or N64 ones? I have honestly not played them that much. Uh, although I've they're heard great. that they're fun for drinking games. They're great. If you want to murder your friends, like I do, uh, there's there's <laughs> no better there's no better excuse. Because oh, see, I usually I, just like jump straight into it, right? Yeah, it's easier you, you to be just, taken you... by surprise. <laughs> well, I don't don't quote me, but I have heard that like murdering a friend over Mario Party is is justifiable in the court of law. So you know, you you have that going for you. Well, I think um, you at least automatically get elevated to second degree. Mm-hmm. Right, like <laughs> if Mario. Not, I mean, at least it's not. Vicinity. It's not first degree, so there. You know, there is some got, benefit there. Got that going for you. You do have get. You do have that going for you. But um, no, I've I've really enjoyed this game. The biggest complaint I can give it so far is there are only four boards right now, which is a shame. But as we've seen with games like Smash coming in the future. Mario Tennis Aces, which is also another game that I highly enjoyed and did not expect to enjoy. Um, I would not be surprised if we get some, you know, some new characters and some uh, some DLC boards for free. That would be cool. But I I highly recommend this game to anyone who is a fan of the series. They made a few tweaks that go a Sorry. long way. Devin, that's kind of bullshit, though. Like, 
it's one th if it's releasing for free that's great and that's helpful but that's still an unreleased game being sold initially for full price well there okay right? like, there's a, okay, there's a lot of content okay mario kart 8 had a shitload of dlc and i yeah. think it was all paid but some of it might have been free i don't really remember no, but it like was, it oh, had that, a, that, that mercedes dlc yeah. oh that's true <laughs> it, it had a perfectly reasonable starting amount of tracks like that that was a full game before they started adding stuff you know smash is the same way right like yeah. they had a bunch of dlc but it was totally satisfactory to start with at least in terms of like being a full game like releasing four boards that's kind of ea crap like if you're gonna release it as free dlc then just delay the game and release it properly so i think the reason they did that is because uh there are a lot of extra modes and side modes that they poured a lot of attention into um so there aren't as many main boards but there are there are different modes there's the whole river something or other mode, which is a little bit more reminiscent of the, the recent Mario Kart games in the cart, except you all are on a river and you're in a boat and you control the boat together. And, that and like, sound like Mario Kart at all. Mario Party, I mean. Okay. <laughs> and you, you use the, the Joy-Cons to, to simulate you like paddling a boat and you bump into stuff to play mini games. Anyway, it's not a content-like game, but but yes, I, I would have appreciated a, a couple more boards. But I'm but I'm just saying that are, the boards that are there are actually pretty good. Yeah, they are. Have you played the okay. game? Yeah, I've 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 gone through I've gone through all the boards. The one map I don't like I don't like a uh, Kamex Tower. Is that the I, one where the, there's only, the star space doesn't change and yeah, stuff like that? Changes. Yeah, yeah. I feel I feel like that's kind of like one of the worst boards just because it's just like straight. How high can you roll? Yeah, and the that's items true. aren't varied at all. Anyway. Yeah, that that is that is an odd board. For people who don't know what we're talking about, the the final board that I think you have to unlock. Yeah, you unlock um, by playing the other boards. Yeah, uh, the way it works is the star space doesn't change like most Mario Party boards, and every time you buy a star or step on a specific happening space, the uh, the price of the star changes. So it goes from five to ten to fifteen coins, and you can buy two stars at a time if you want to and after turn seven you can buy up to three stars at a time but yeah it is it's very much luck based or just what items can you get or this this is a good segue into one of the the two new features i want to talk about the first is character dice which i think is a very fun addition uh this is the first time a mario party game has ever had a tier list <laughs> <laughs> because like every character has a unique die that they can roll an infinite amount of times. Like what for example, what tier is Waluigi? Uh, he's he averages. He's, like he's the he he's upper mid because because the way the di the way the tier list works is because each die has different numbers and whatnot. Mm -hmm. It's pretty much how does this die compare to an average one through six die? And so mathematically, an average roll for a normal die will be three point five. So then it's basically how how does each character die stack to 3.5? And surprisingly, only like three characters get above a 3.5 on average. Yeah. There there are some really interesting dice, though, like uh, Bowser's in particular I really like. I think it's off the top of my head. I think it's there's two minus three coins, and then there's two eights, a nine, and a ten. Is that right? Or is it no, three Bowser's minus... Is... It's two. It's two minus threes, a one, then eight, nine, ten. Okay, yeah. That's Which so. I, that's that's yeah. a very risk reward kind of dice, but it can it can come in, in big handy. Right. Uh, so that's a cool feature. Yeah. And then the other feature that I'll I'll just talk about briefly is uh, they added an ally system, which is a lot of fun. If you land on an ally space, you 
randomly get selected a, a character from the game, and it it allows you to use their dice block. And whenever you roll, you get a bonus of zero, one, or two to your dice. And there are a few mini games that incorporate the allies into it and different things, and you usually have an advantage the more allies you have. And it's I don't know, it's just not a huge change for the Mario Party formula, which I I don't really think people were looking for, but it it helps and. I really enjoy the game. So the the one other thing I want to talk about for a minute is uh, I've been playing, long listeners would remember me playing this, but I've been playing a hell of a lot of Binding of Isaac Rebirth lately. Um, that is easily one of my favorite games of all time. Roguelite, like whatever you want to call it, from Edmund McMillan. And I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. If... I'm not usually a big roguelike fan, but this game is a masterpiece, and there is a new piece of substantial DLC coming out in the near future. We don't have a date yet, but it uh, it's adding a ton of new content, and I if this game ever goes on sale, or even if not, I, I highly, highly, highly recommend it, because once you get over the initial hurdle of learning the game, you will be addicted to it, and it's it's one of those games that I played a lot on my laptop, because... My laptop, you know, it's not it's not a gaming computer, like my actual gaming PC, <laughs> but it's it's one of those games that like the, it was it was on new 3DS. I mean, most things can run it. Uh yeah. So yeah, I I recommend it. Chefin, how about you? Yes. All right, so I sort of got three things to talk about. Uh I'll start off with actual like Fire Emblem. And then so the actual Fire Emblem, I sort of did sort of a meme-esque run of SOV, mostly to just sort of make a point. Did you make everyone knights with villager forks? No, with this, this was, uh, the point was, uh, Mage Grey being better than Mage Cliff. And so, the funny thing is, is Isn't, like, everyone better than Mage Cliff? Yeah, but this, this was also just seeing it in in off paper and actually in in practice. And the funny thing with Grey is since his base attack and base speed are all above the like the mage class base and he's pretty much every level he gets in those before just will count towards it so like tobin and cliff they pretty much will always never meet the attack base so any strength level ups they get before it doesn't matter and cliff pretty much will never meet get above the speed base so it's so great can sort of cheat the system and get both above attack or more attack and more speed than either either than cliff would get and more attack than tobin would get and since you can use the water stuff the water fountain speed fountains gray can actually hits the one round ko benchmarks in the early game with the fastest out of all the three mages wow. <laughs> so is mage gray better than mage tobin then like overall uh probably not because uh, so pretty much, so Gray hits the early benchmarks, and sort of then falls off a bit unless he gets super strength blessed, and by super strength blessed, sort of like slightly above average, like two or three points, then he can actually start one round KOing uh armor knights with fire wow. in Act Three, which is actually pretty hilarious. And then when he hits Sagitte, he actually like gets that super power bump but it's like different compared to tobin since tobin sort of has to rely on like excalibur crits and whatnot but he mm-hmm. also gets fi- he also gets the physics and whatnot but yeah. 
I'm not. I'm, I won't say that he's better than Mage Totem Tobin, but definitely better than Mage Cliff since Mage Cliff doesn't even get that early game, and Mage Gray does fall into sort of the Act Act Four Act Four Act Five stuff of just being a Sagittarius spammer. But it was actually really fun to sort of just have Mage Gray sort of just one run K all the stuff early on. And as we know, Sagittarius is also the best weapon in in Fire Emblem Heroes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, point is, uh, Mage Cliff sucks. Literally every other mage is a be- every other villager is a better. But Sheffin, why Mage would they make him a mage in Heroes if that's not his best option? Just like oh, Archer Fay. Man, bad. Wait, mage, isn't man. Archer Fay not even an option? Yeah, yes. you can't. Yeah. It also, wouldn't that... even be a good option. No, it got, wouldn't. Like, yeah, unless you got like a good base speed yeah she got a good base speed increase on it like mage well like, face weird too because the opportunity cost of not going cleric is so high yeah. well i don't know even 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 that it's actually not even that high it's only really uh disay's fortress and but that really sucks without cleric fey because uh with nui nui baba's mansion it's just pretty much just sniper on the God, hill i, I, fucking hate a, that I, I should map. clarify I don't mean that, like, Cleric Fey is, like, super integral to, like, having an easy time in Alms playthrough. I just mean more, like, it's really hard to be useful enough as Fey in someone else to, like, compare to how useful she can be as a cleric. Well, I, well Mage Fey. Which Fey is good. It's a, I guess just Night Fey is a thing, too. Eh, not really. <laughs> worst player. <laughs> That's probably one of the worst options. But Mage, Mage Fey is very good in, like, a double mage setup. And then, but yeah, so that that's pretty much sort of my. So it sounds like you're saying stuff. Mage Fey is good, Mage Gray is surprisingly good, Mage Tobin is pretty good, and Mage Cliff is canon. So I should just make them all mages. Is yes. that what you're yes. saying? Yes, Ma- Mage Mage only run. For for move, our listeners, <laughs> for our listeners, what would you recommend, Cliff, instead? Uh, Archer. either <laughs> pretty much. Uh, Cavalier or uh, what's the other mercenary? Not Archer. I thought <laughs> no, I thought people I... like him as Archer. He, That's what you recommended to us for Gaiden, but I think yeah. Echoes is different, right? Uh, originally I also recommended Archer, but thinking about it, yeah, base three speed sucks. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, it, it, like it, it, it really does. I mean, he does. He is benefited by having a hit support from Tobin. Which, funnily enough, Tobin doesn't have a hit support at all in any way, shape, or form. Which makes him, by default, the worst archer in the game. <laughs> which is funny because he's can't. People always canically. He's an archer, despite mm-hmm. being like the worst archer. But well, Cliff is the worst mage too. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. it's surprising that Gray's such a good mercenary after. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's two. actually not even. It's actually looking at. It's not even really that he's that good of a mercenary. It's just mercenary is good. Yeah. Well, and gray is good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gr- yeah. Gray has figured out that how to cheat the system by being both good as a cav, mage, archer, and and mercenary. <laughs> he's really worked out how to optimal stat distribution. So would you say so Tobin is good at all those gray. except archer? <laughs> to- Tobin, yeah, Tobin's. Tobin is pretty good just because of the base speed, but I don't I don't like I don't I don't like Archer Tobin because bow accuracy really sucks. Yeah, I've never and, ran with anything that's not Mage Tobin to be honest. And 
since SOV has this weird hard on for those like 20 avoid tiles for buildings and on hard mode 2000 spend... HP. <laughs> and also it's like really just getting that accuracy to actually hit something. Even with like yeah. the hunt the accuracy boost from Hunter Volley, it's like ugh. Yeah. Compared to like Gray and Gray and Cliff who can easily hit like 90 to, 90 to 100% hit rates with the Tobin support. But yeah. Any other standouts from your meme run? Uh no. It's not really. Mostly cuz Alm side is really the only side that can really I would say have I mean any really variety since Celica side doesn't Celica side doesn't have a whole lot since Valvar, Sonia and Jesse are all pretty bad. It's pretty much the only choice yeah. you really have is like Bowie or May at the start and then like Esther Dean at the end and it's like that's not not a whole lot of variety. That's, that's but Alm side though. Like if if you could just play through Alm side without having to do any Celica stuff, well then I feel like as I would I would like SOV a lot more. Yeah, yeah, it's a shame that Celica got so shafted like in terms of level design and character layout and plot and just, you know, the game designer's opinion of her and like yeah, everything. They really, they really just didn't give her any didn't really give her anything really but and then an ugly brave version in heroes but you know yeah that that brave version where they gave her her guiden design yeah it's like that's no. a cool idea but it's a cool I guess, idea yeah but then, it's, then you remember oh wait her guide design <laughs> really sucks compared to like everything else it's like ah uh. but you know she scored uh first place in choose her legends too so oh, wow. that she got, did this clearly worked out well for her. Then, uh, sort of the next thing I've been playing, sort of loosely related to Fire Emblem in that competition, uh, Dragalia Lost. Oh, uh, okay. The other mobile game. Compared to Fire Emblem Heroes, Dragalia Lost is one giant never-ending grind. That's what I've heard. Like wait, Fire wait. Emblem Not just in general, but compared to Fire Emblem Heroes? Yeah, cause... compared to Fire Emblem Heroes. Like, you think if you thought Fire Emblem Heroes was grindy or... I did. Like, I didn't see nothing oh, yet. Yeah, Dragalia lost. Whew, that, like, in term, so like for Fire Emblem Heroes, for just just basic daily stuff, daily quests. You know, you had do like arena twice and do like first three, first three of arena assault and like kill twenty enemies. Like that. That's like really low daily stuff. For Dragalia lost, you have basically I think it's two two two. It's, it's like eleven daily maps that you have to do daily to like get your daily daily rewards and whatnot jesus and then you also have sort of pretty much the uh pinnacle of like mobile game stuff you have a home stuff that you need to collect resources every few hours you need to upgrade your timer is that you basically that but actually having to physically wait for the timers instead of just like reach a point and upgrade and it upgrades instantly like no you, you wait like out like early on it'd be like oh just a few seconds and and now it's like ah oh, now you gotta wait like 14 hours before you can oh so it's to... also one of those mobile games yeah it's one of those mobile games so can i ask a question Go no ahead. why are you still playing it <laughs> you know it's because i can you can actually auto battle a lot of the daily stuff and i'm not actually really playing it but 
it's just one of those things I can just log in real quick and just do at least the man the base stuff. But I go plenty of days where I just don't do the dailies. Then I just do it just to have something else to do sometimes if I'm like waiting, waiting at some place. Cause that, that that is kind of like the benefit of just like a mobile phone game is you know if you're stuck in line somewhere or waiting on class, or yeah. like you can just like hey you know see what's up. I use I, I, uh, like reading for that, but games are good too. Yeah, well, it, I don't I don't really have a book to really carry around. I guess I. Oh yeah, I I load stuff onto my phone usually. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like te I feel like text on my phone would be too 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 small for me to read or. Yeah, it's much, not but... for everyone. For sure. Yeah, it, yeah. it required thing, but I don't know. I feel like it's also it sort of applies to like Fire Emblem Heroes, but I feel like people expect too much of like actual game. From Heroes? How dare game. they expect a game in a well, game? Well, you you know you know you, by like actual <laughs> Look, game like actual. You, you know what I mean by damn. Actual. I know what you mean, but there's <laughs> there's kind of two ways to approach Fire Emblem Heroes, and it sounds like and granted I haven't played it like in a long fucking time, but. It sounds like from the gotcha side of things, it's like pretty damn good. Like sort yeah, of a standout, yeah, not the, the grindy. Way, yeah, that's also like one of the worst yeah. things like with Dragalia Lost is so they have their like low five star rate and whatnot, but they split it up into three different categories. So it's right, like yeah. you, have, you have like base four percent for a five star, but then it's one percent for an adventurer, which is like actual character, then one percent for a dragon, which is basically just like an ultimate. And then two percent for a worm print, which is like a skill. Which getting a getting a five star worm print and losing your pity rate is like, why? <laughs> it's but... right. So like from the gotcha side of things, heroes is pretty good. But you also have to think about people coming to it from the fire emblem side of things, right? Who want like a game and they encounter a gotcha game, and even a good gotcha game is not going to be super appealing from that side. Oh, you don't know that. Well, I know from my personal experience. That's that okay. That that's fair. That's fair. No, it's true, and I'm I'm not saying that it's an impossible gap to bridge or anything, but like you know, there is kind of a leap you have to make. You have to kind of get into it. You know, that's all. Yeah, there's also there's also sort of that like since the Jagalios is all sort of like basically original characters. You know, it's like there's kind of no motivation to an yeah. extent to really roll for new stuff. I mean, I I think that's the biggest thing. Like, with Fire Emblem Heroes, it's like, sure, yeah, you know, you may not like the character now, or the character next, but you, your character can come. It may take a while, but they, usually depending on how Japan actually feels about that specific game, yeah. which, is, which is like what's happened to Radiant Dawn here, is, you know, they had, they had their banner at the first, like, February, and now they're not getting another ban banner till next February, solely because Japan really doesn't like Radiant Dawn. But in Japan's know, defense, somewhat Radiant Dawn was a lot stupider in Japan. Yeah, it was a really bad game <laughs> in Japan. Was it really? I, I I'm not well, familiar with. That I bet it. I bet we'd still like it, but like there was a lot about it that was just so, worse. Yeah. So basically, no, there was no level twenty one promotion at for to get into tier three. You had to use the master crowns, but pretty much you only get like was it three or four master crowns? Just it's like binding blade and crack. Yeah, and the rest of the Master Crowns are all hidden on, like, random tiles that you have a luck percent chance of getting. Why would they do and... that? <laughs> Good question. Uh, there was also, like, this weird scrap mechanic to, like, limit the amount of forging you could do. 
Oh, right. Is... Forge points. God, yeah. You had to like yeah, sell it... stuff to the shop in order to yeah, get forge weird. things. Uh, also, the Dawn Brigade sucked even more in the Japanese version. Yeah, those weapons, like... Uh... Oh, shit. I totally forgot what they're all called. You... The, but like yeah, the ones Nolan, they get in part yeah. three did not exist in the Japanese version. Yeah, they all suck. <laughs> they all start. They all start at level one instead of level four, and and with lower base stats. And then there's like some skills that, uh, like uh, wrath, where wrath in normal radiant dawn is like you know when your bridges blow thirty percent health, you get was it plus th plus thirty crit in written in. Localized radiant on in Japan, you, you when you're below thirty percent health, then you have a skill percent chance to activate wrath. I think which, resolve is the same way, right? Yeah, resolve is the same way, which yeah. is like you're you're already sort of risking stuff by being low on health, and now you're gonna double the risk, and it's just like no. <laughs> yeah. So is is this the most that they've changed a game in, in localization before? Because it sounds like it. Uh, Gameplay wise, it sounds like it's pretty up there. Yeah, there's some, and I, I guess with uh Path of Radiance, them adding an entire easy mode and changing BST uh BXP values. Well, but I, I mean that that still doesn't sound sound as substantial to me because you're not yeah. getting huge gameplay tweaks like that. I mean that's just a mode that's not in the original Mega, yeah. you know, old Mega Man games did stuff like that. True. Yeah, I would say pretty much Radiant Dawn is probably the biggest. I guess there's. There's like some minor stuff here and there with like FE7 and FE8 with like some change. Excuse me, with some balance changes and whatnot. Uh, yeah, bows really <laughs> needed that nerf, guys. Yeah. <laughs> also, also, actually, you know, in Path of Radiance, uh, in the Japanese Path of Radiance, uh, Swordmaster and whatnot, they didn't have that innate crit crit skill that was added, which is funny to think about. Did uh did Largo also not have his innate crit? Uh, did not. Which wow. is like, oof. <laughs> that that's also an entirely local localization thing. Because I used him as late game filler, and he was actually yeah. like pretty decent. Yeah, late game filler. Largo's like, woo, nice. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. And of course, we haven't even gotten into the plot stuff that changed. Like, of course, the famous warp pattern malfunction. Yeah. It's just. Oof, man, Japan does not like Radiant Dawn. Yeah. Sounds like understandably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, understandably. And and be, that then causes that pretty much big divide between the East and West, going back to the original playing Fire Emblem Heroes and, and Radiant Dawn characters getting in. It's, I think even like, money-wise, money Japan is like 40% of Fire Emblem Heroes is like gotcha revenue. Really? Which, which crazy to think Interesting. about, but one single country matches... Is only slightly under the rest of the world. Also, a in tiny country. Yeah, so it's well, I guess population-wise, it's actually not that tiny. Well, I mean, yeah, that that's fair. Space-wise, it's pretty tiny, but uh, so there's uh, there's that disconnect between what the Eastern fans want and what the Western fans want, and that's where play. <laughs> See any franchise by any Japanese company. Yeah. <laughs> I guess even even with Smash there. Even oh, going especially back to Smash, with Smash, yeah. Gino, Gino and Isaac, pretty much entirely Western thing. Yeah. Even even Ridley was sort of a Western well, thing. Well, because Metroid is just right. not really a big thing in Japan. Yeah. yeah. That, that That's why they were like, we need to fix it with Other M. And yeah, <laughs> and many, uh, no one wanted yeah. it in Metroid. 
But yeah. Yeah, Dragalios, big grind. It's alright. Alright is mobile game. Sounds Still like prefer- more like uh Dragalia get lost. <laughs> but yeah. And Still with that fire- <laughs> <laughs> We go right, into the yeah. next segment. Oh <laughs> uh, and, and one last thing. Uh Destiny Two. Oh that's right, it's uh, free to play now, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 free for a while and Destiny Two as a normal as like a sixty dollar game, super garbage. Destiny Two as a game you pay zero dollars for, pretty damn really good. good. Really, it even even though it's actually sort of got like the grind of just farming and whatnot, this is similar to like Dragalia Lost, but in just constant grind. But when you've paid zero dollars for it, and it's actually a like a fun game in terms of like gunplay and movement. It's actually pretty good. So would you recommend me check it out while it's free to play? Because I've been thinking about it. Well, uh, it's no, it's not. It's not like free to play. It's like free for a limited time. Yeah, that, that's that's what I mean. Yeah, I, I would say at the very least, just get it just to have it. It's on a. It. It's on Battle.net, right? Yeah, it's on. Yeah, I don't know how Blizzard got it, but they have. Well, they they have, they have it because they're the same company as Activision. Yeah, but it's like pretty, just go on like just. Get battle That's net. where Mega like, Man fights viruses, right? <laughs> yeah, just get the uh, just download BattleNet, make an account, get Destiny Two. I play Overwatch, and... bitch. I got a BattleNet. Yeah, there you go. But just just have it, and some some computers probably won't be able to run it. But just having it, because it's it's a sixty dollar game that's free. It's like Left 4 Dead when it was like free that one time. Well, but you that know. I mean, it was like twenty dollars then. <laughs> yeah. Oh, still, just. It's a good... Yeah, Left 4 Dead's like 10 years old. Yeah. yeah, But still, it's just it's a game, it's fun to play, and when it's free, it's, it, 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 a lot of those problems like sort of disappear. So you heard it or from they, Chef they don't become issues. Hot takes. Destiny 2. It is a game. It is a game. <laughs> Alright, and with that, I think it's time to move into the next segment. So we'll I see you agree. all after the musical break. Cast, the best the emblem. podcast where we talk about fire emblem hey i did it okay so for our first question is about pokemon fuck at least introduce part two <laughs> so part two is where we was... respond to listener questions and feedback if you would like to uh, ask a question on the show uh we have a discord channel where there is a podcast mailbag where you can post a question anytime and so uh, you can we'll, email you know, us at mlcast. Devin, at, don't at fucking do that. <laughs> that makes it such a pain to edit. 
Ugh. <laughs> yes, and you can also email questions to emblemcast at gmail.com. But I'm going to be honest, guys. The Discord ones are a lot easier to respond to. So oh, yeah. if you want it, like, seen sooner, you know, go with that. And um, we'll put a link to the Discord in the description, as always, of course. You're free to come by just for any reason. Just come and hang out, you know. We've yeah. got actually a fairly large community here at this point. Lots of listeners and um, yeah. people who, so who masquerade as listeners. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so increase that. yeah, I'll I'll start off with the question. So first question is from Slurm King. Who God, who is Slurm King? I don't know. I think he's the giant creature who creates all the slurm. Oh, <laughs> he's the my Futurama is uh, okay then. <laughs> anyway, so he asks, what is your favorite game and why is it called Crystal Slash or H HGSS Heart Gold okay, Soul Silver? Okay. You skipped, you skipped an important word there, yeah. which is, what is your favorite Pokemon game? Oh, I meant Pokemon game. <laughs> Sorry, I thought I said that word. And it's not, Ooh. it's Black and White 2 or Platinum. You are a fucking dirty cretin. Black and White 2, Platinum, and Heart Gold So Silver are like the golden trinity of Pokemon. Yeah, it's funny because they're and all they're, DS. They're also coincidentally the only DS cards that I have right now. Oh, I totally forgot to mention this. Actually, maybe I shouldn't because it might get taken down, but... um. Some fans put up a server that you can get to by changing your DNS, um, like for the Nintendo Wi-Fi connection, even though it's been down, and you can mm -hmm. use it to get all of the DS events. So I got a whole bunch of shit. I got a, a you know, quote-unquote legit, you know, but it'll register as such. I got a Mew, I got a Jirachi, I got a, an Arceus. Wow, you're a fucking you know, cheater, Shannon. aren't you? I'm not a cheater, because I went into the game, and I got a mystery gift, and I didn't do any cheating, okay? It's like if I traded for a hacked Pokemon, okay? I'm not the cheater, even if I'm benefiting from it. But you you actively seeked out this. Okay, okay, well, <laughs> to be fair, I thought it was a glitch first, because, like, someone said, like, oh, an exploit, you know, lets you get back on Nintendo Wi-Fi connection. And I was like, oh, cool, I'll try that. And then they were like, and then people in the comments were like, you know, oh, I booted up, you know, Heart Gold and I got all these events. So I was like, oh, Nintendo servers must be glitching the fuck out and like dumping all the mystery gifts again. Let me get in on that. And I was like halfway in when someone was like, yeah, the blog post got taken down, but this is a bunch of fans who put up a server. But I yeah. didn't know. I, I don't give a shit. I've, I've like <laughs> cheated and hacked yeah. Pokemon for competitive before. <laughs> I was just giving you yeah. shit. You know, but it, it's still cool. And, like, I got a Celebi and did that, you know, Heart Gold event where you, like... Yeah, that one, that's a very, very cool event. Yeah, it's fun. And then I reset the save so that I can do it again whenever I want. Um, nice. But anyway, yeah, White 2, Heart Gold and Soul Silver, and Platinum are the big ones. Although I think X and Y get a bad rap. Like, uh, they're it's, not mostly good. it's mostly <laughs> deserved, but, like... I feel like X and Y, if they'd had a platinum to fix things the way Diamond and Pearl did, would have been like really good. X and like, Y are baby's first Pokemon game, which is sad because Let's Go is coming out, and that's that is legitimately baby's first. That's not baby's first Pokemon game. That's like baby's first time using a video game system. Well, also, other than the story, basically everything that X and Y got wrong, Sun and Moon did worse. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I'm I'm very mixed on Sun and Moon. For for me, actually, favorite Pokemon game is uh, Black White One, and then uh, Sun and Moon One. You know what? Oh, okay. Sorry, I, I didn't I, mean I, to I, shit talk your choices there, yeah, Shepard. I I actually don't like Heart Gold or, and Soul Silver at all. Damn. <laughs> the level curve is one of my least awful. favorite Pokemon games. Like I do understand that. What um, Black Black White Two? Really good. I just like I just like Black and White one more. That's fair. I like the story in Black and White one. I if there were like 
Oh, you know what? Actually, I was going to say, if there were, like, a hack that, like, you know, changed the Pokemon distribution to match Black and White 2 and Black and White 1, it would be my favorite. There actually is. It's called uh, Blaze Black and Volt White. Yeah. Uh, so oh, that, I forgot that's, like, about perfect. that. Yeah. The world of Pokemon yeah. hack is weird. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff, and then there's a lot of, like, weird fire red hacks in Spanish. Oh, yeah. That are, like... <laughs> like, like, uh, Naranja, I think. The Orange Island one. Yeah. There's a lot of that stuff. But anyway, I think that probably covers the question. Um, yeah. You know, I've got a soft spot for Emerald because it was the first one I played, but, you know, it's it's kind of, it's okay. I don't know. I don't know. For me, I feel like Gen 3 sort of gets worse. With time? Yeah. Looking, yeah, With the, I agree. The, the, yeah. Honestly, I agree. And I could give a fuck about Kanto. Like, I'm sorry, <laughs> but I, I'm too old for it because I was born, like, the year that it came out and um well but did you never play like fire red or anything well i played fire red but it was like after playing diamond and shit and i was like this is worse because it is if you don't have that nostalgia and i totally respect that nostalgia that's a huge part of why i still like emerald but you know it doesn't do anything for me that's fair i mean i'm not a big gen one fan but i i do see where you're coming from uh so next question is let me pull it up quickly uh it is from cody yeah. What? Oh, are we not? Okay. Are we doing the historical oh, well, one? No, no the anime one. one. I was yeah. thinking. Anime. Yeah. One. yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, oh, that's right. Question. Sorry, sorry. Ah, sorry, why? sorry, sorry. <laughs> anyway, Zerk Monster Hunter, who has been on the show before, says uh, to throw my hat into the ring, if Fire Emblem got a brand new anime adaptation, which studio would you want to do it? Uh, would you want it to adapt a game directly or tell a new story? If it's the former, which game? So okay, can we jump to the second one? Because I do not know anime studios at all. Yeah, I don't know anime studios at all. Okay, either. so I know anime well, studios, then, but I'll I'll uh, weigh uh, on this later. Well, yeah. Right. Okay, so I think adapting a game directly would be fun, like for me if they picked a game I liked. But I don't think it's like the best choice for like a quality program. Um, a new story is probably not a great idea either, because then what's the point of using the license? Mm-hmm. I think the best way to do it would be to do a kind of Pokemon Generations kind of thing, where you're, like, jumping around to key moments, you know, like Battle of Valhalla, Leon getting corrupted by the Sacred Stone, kind of a Greatest Hits kind of thing. You could do, like, an episode or a few episodes on each. Yeah. Well, also thinking, also going back, if if they didn't actually, like, use any story, then it just becomes sort of a generic fantasy anime. (laughs) That's fair. Yeah. So you'd like to have it be like sort of gen Pokemon Generations, get all the key moments and whatnot? Yeah, I think that'd be cool. Although, obviously, I'd uh, love an FE4 adaptation, because that yeah. is crying out for better presentation and more character <laughs> yeah. development. So if you so gun, gun to your head, you would say FE4 and get the Oh, yeah. Anime? No, gu- gun to my foot, I'd say FE4. I just... <laughs> <laughs> I think the Pokemon Generations idea is, like, better, but I, I would totally rather have an FE4 anime. <laughs> What about you, Devin? And also, since you know anime studios. Yeah, I do. Um, I'm I am trying to think about what studios I'd like to. I'm just sort of looking through studios right now and trying to trying to refresh myself with this stuff because I haven't I haven't thought about this before. But um, whoever did the animation for the Phoenix Wright anime should not do it. They should be like <laughs> shot out of the cannon into the sun. Part of that show's not bad. I mean, it's ugly, but I've I've heard it's not that bad. Anyway, um, I saw the whole first season, but. 
and it's not that bad, but the animation is that bad. It's yeah, fucking yeah, the animation, the animation is, that is that bad. It also, um, gets, it also, also gets worse when you like go for the still frames. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I I agree. Fe four and five would easily be my my pick there. Um. I I think you. The thing is, I don't. I'm not the biggest fan of the stories of these games, but I think you could do something with a, a seven to six anime as well. In particular, because characters like Roy and Lynn are are more more recognizable to the general public because of things like Smash Brothers, than um, yeah, and Sigurd and Leaf and Seleph. Uh, what studio? That's a really really good question. Right now, I'm looking. Man, I'm. I don't know. It's tough. There's fantasy anime are okay so, so Devin doesn't know either no so i do i do production ig would would be a possibility to me they're a little bit more sci-fi than anything else but i do really like their work and you might call me fucking batshit for this but honestly i would love to see a studio madhouse fire emblem anime i don't know if you know anything about madhouse but they are nope. they're they, they nutty season two no, they are nutty and they're out there, and I like nutty and out there stuff. They've done a lot of the uh, Satoshi Kon movies, who is one of the, the yeah. greatest anime filmmakers of all time. <laughs> uh, uh, David Productions, oh, you know Actually, how about that? The people who the did Netflix, fucking JoJo. Um, the Netflix Castlevania also had kind of a gothic-y medieval fantasy That's kind fair. of thing going on. And I think that look, that would fit pretty well. That's a good show. As long as you... Not if you picked, like, you know, FE7 or something. It wouldn't fit for that, but, you know, for <laughs> for a game that's tonally consistent with it, like FE4 or 5, I think that would work. I feel like it would only really work for FE5. I feel like FE4 is too much, too much field. <laughs> Not enough castle. That's the name well, of this FE4 episode. has a lot of castles. <laughs> too much field. They just field. don't take up... No, because, like, a lot of stuff happens at castles in FE4. It just... They don't take up any space on the map, so you don't really register them when you're playing the game. But, like, if you were making an anime adaptation... There would definitely be a lot of castle scenes. Well, but then most of the action would happen in the field. Yeah, but I, that would it, also it, be really there, easy there to just, modify. There would just be there would just be yeah. talking in the castles. Because it, it wouldn't just be like Sigurd trotting over one rounding and then seizing and then doing that four times. You know, there'd be like a battle. <laughs> All right. How about you? But Seth? yeah, okay. Uh, you know. I think I'd actually, I'd, I think I'd actually take a FE eleven anime, and just Mars Story because I feel like that one has like also the most to sort of just expand upon on like all the random side characters and stuff. That's the one that's most likely to actually happen because like Japan likes Marth. Yeah. F and F also, F it has already happened, right? But uh -huh. Mars. We can, we can. Five I want to do over. <laughs> do over. <laughs> Let's go. Okay, I let's want, try again. No, no, don't do over. Just take what they have and just build on it now. <laughs> yeah. The exact same style. Get all the same voice actors. Yes. Oh man. Okay. Anyway, last uh, question. No, last question. Um, couple do, do, of, do, a couple questions for the next. Now it's Cody. Show. Yeah. Uh, do you want to read there it? Any... Wow. <laughs> Are there any units right. in the games you've played and replayed that you use every chance you get? And he gives some examples of his own, like Raven in FE7, Void in FE9. Uh, so that's the first one. Let's start there. Uh, missed. For, yes, for you. you all know about my, my missed affliction. That That is true. Memes. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just like using her. Yeah, um, that's fine. Yeah. 
Uh, I use Erica, which is, like, actually meaningful, because I don't just have Seth rescue her. Because she always gets so fucking busted for me. She's always got, like, plus five strength or something. I don't know why. I just have a god with Erica <laughs> RNG. Nice. Yeah, how about you, Chef? Who else? Uh, or, or, or if you have any more, huh, sir? I didn't know if you were done or not. Yeah. I might, but I'll, I'll step back for a moment. Uh, you go first, Devin. <laughs> Damn, that's why I was asking you. <laughs> okay, well, I, I will say I always use Jill and Tellius whenever I can, as much as I can. Because she's oh, like an overlap of a unit I like a lot, and a really fucking good unit. Well, okay, but like, Oscar's really good too, and I don't use him much. So, it's not just that she's a really good unit. I also just like her character. Right, Devin, um. So I, I guess the answer for me would be like some of the, some of the sort of mid-tier sacred stones units I really enjoy using a lot. Like I like using loot and Archer. Maybe he's not mid-tier. He's probably high-tier. But uh, yeah. oh, I got a good one. I, I like using Ross a lot. Ross is not good. Um, as we all know, he is the best out of all the training units in that game. But uh, oh man. Uh, such such a well, such a high wow. bar to the cross to get to surpass. Berserker Ross is fun, okay. <laughs> and no one's denying that. He crits. Hey, okay. I like critting. Stefan, at ten twenty twenty, the recruits will have like almost as good stats as someone at base. Yeah. Okay? Oh man, almost. So. <laughs> so, anyone else, Devin? Um, not not really. That comes to mind right now. I don't know. How, how about you, Chef? Th th this question is giving me more trouble than it should. Yeah, I thought about it, figured it out. It's because you haven't played Fire Emblem in so long. <laughs> I've never played Fire Emblem. As also, as also true for me, thought about it, forgot about him, remembered, Fred, F-E-5. Hey, there you go. That is easy. My, re my red-caped thundersword paladin. <laughs> you know? Anyone else? He, uh, Let's go with uh, Darm... Uh, He's now a dire mode, FE4. Or oh, oh yeah, right. Most common. He was Delmud. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, kid. Yeah. Pretty much those two. Pretty, He's always uh, been so mediocre for me. Oh, it's what about oh, oh, Ira? Like, Ira counts. But, oh yeah, for sure. I mean, her especially as really, a I don't, I don't really sword Ira. footlock. I mean, oh, for me, Devin means for himself. Yeah. Cod. I see. Oh god, right, Radney, of course. Wow. <laughs> He's so fucking bad. The but Badney. She'll, she'll always hold a special place in my heart for Dodge Tanking Julius. That's true. That is, that's a pretty that. legendary story. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, do you want to go into the next part of the question? Yeah, so the next part is, have any slash all of you played both T-Ring and Berwick Saga? Nope, so, no. Devin and I we played a bit uh, were streaming stream, some T-Ring. Yeah. yeah. We got to, like, chapter two. <laughs> we could play more sometime. Um, That'd be fun. Yeah. I can't remember anyone's name. No, me neither. Um, I, I will so... say, though, I did surprisingly enjoy that a hell of a lot more than I thought I would. Well, supposedly, uh, a translation patch is, like, in the works and close to done soon. That ISD. would be great. I know Tearing, like, for a long time, it had a translation patch that just, like, totally exploded about halfway through the game and turned into like machine translation <laughs> but then like but no no no. but the one we were playing on like didn't yeah that was the good one anymore. but it's relatively recent like in the last couple years or so unsurprisingly i liked that game because it felt a hell of a lot like fe5 
Yeah. <laughs> Emblem Saga, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Can't really answer the second part of the question. Yeah, sorry, I just don't remember. Yeah. Yeah, the second part of the question is, uh, Tearing is a personal fa fave of mine, with Naren and Zeke being personal faves, Naren for being a monster, and Zeke for being Edgelord for its slash story reasons, and then he wishes to thank us for the entertainment. Oh, well, thank you, Cody. Yeah, thank you for supporting us. Yep. So I think that about wraps up uh, part two here. I, all right, I so do we believe will so. see you in the next all, segment. We will see you all in part three after this different musical number. Welcome back. Welcome back to, to Emblemcast, episode 35. We just finished, for the first time in actually quite a while, I think, we did a, uh, a mail segment. So we'll, we'll say this one more time. So and... this is yeah. This is episode 35, but it's actually a remake of episode 15. Oh. So, <laughs> you know, we added a forging mechanic and reclassing, but it's still pretty much the same basic story beats. Uh, you know. <laughs> same we, had, we added an avatar. Chris uh, is going to come back. <laughs> he's gonna have the, all the holy blood and just right. sort of take over the whole the, show the <laughs> true comeback but that does lead us into the topic it does very well what, uh so the, the topic, topic we were thinking about talking about this week is fire Emblem echoes has been a lot on my mind recently um and i was interested in talking about what do you guys value in a fire Emblem remake and if we were to see a remake of i i think we should narrow it down to fe6 and uh or not fe FE4 yeah. well, FE4 and FE6 F are, like, FE4 and FE6 are, are, are the, the two are big the two ones. ones. Yeah. Actually, they're really the only on ones. Mm -hmm. the <laughs> they're asking for a remake. Yeah, that's true. People ask for a remake. Um, they would ask for everyone who anyone who asked for FE7 remake right now. No. <laughs> Get in line. That would annoy me so much. <laughs> what I mean, about an like, FE13 remake? It would annoy me a little. I mean, that that'd be that'd be like whatever if they just released because. Uh, well, I, I mean, know. that'd be a port more than anything. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, so, FE, so FE4, FE6. So, most critical thing. 
to the remake, what would you guys say? Let's start with you, Devin. Most critical thing. Um, like above all else, like they had, they would have to do this. Uh, so I think it's different for both of those games. For FE4, I think you need to preserve the story. Please don't, please don't ruin the story of that game. Um, improved if you want to. I mean, they certainly did it with Echoes, and if they can oh. think of some things, I well, yeah. It's, That's it, it, it's arguable. Argu argu they improved, definitely improved Alm. I would say through the end of Act Three, they definitely improved Echoes. Yeah. Until 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 like Act Five, and then it's like everything sort of thrown out the window. And then Celica sort of just it sort of just gets inconsistent. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but yes. I guess I guess then it's hard. Like, how can you how can you sort of mess up sort of like Seagird and Roy? Like, itself, I can sort of somewhat see, but Seagird, well, Seagird's sort of oblivious to everything. The bigger workings of the well, world. Well, the the way you that, that's 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 sort of like sort of the basic. Protagonist, generic protagonist to an extent. The way I feel you mess up that story is by removing its adult themes. Well, I feel like at, at the very least, like even without the child hunts, I feel like just killing the entire first gen, unless they somehow bring everyone back at the end. Oh my god! <laughs> if they released FE four, but they added the chapter that three, part three yeah. where they were all like turned to stone, oof. I don't know how I'd feel that about would, that. If if they that could make really it work more power to them but i feel if it like, were like an alternate like new game plus mode that was like clearly non-canon that would be one thing but if it's just like here's what's going on that would annoy me so much yeah or just like at castle chow chowfee is like oh hey here's all the original gen one people just turned to stone let's yeah. just unstone them uh yeah. with fe6 i think the biggest thing you need to do is uh first of all you need to Make Roy promote yeah. earlier. <laughs> I mean, I was trying not to say that, but then <laughs> that was like the first thing coming to my mind. So fix Roy's promotion path. Um, I think you need to give more solid hints to uh, the guidance chapters in that game just because of how integral they are to that game in general. Um, yeah. Make them all like 8X, where it's just like, here's what you have to do. Yeah. Because that just like have X characters survive. As much as I like to talk like they about, they do all they do all have those events where like you know the fog of war stops or whatever, where it like says sort of if you know what to pay attention for, the like you fucked up, restart the chapter. Mm -hmm. But you don't know until that happens. And like yeah. maybe I wouldn't have fucked around for three turns if I'd known that after two I would you know lose my shot at the guidance. It's better yeah. to just be upfront with that stuff. And speaking of being upfront with stuff, those same turn reinforcements. Oh boy. <laughs> I I get that like some people are attached to them and I'm attached to a lot of stupid shit in FE4. So like I really get it on that level, but I would I would appreciate it if they tweak those to not happen. <laughs> I'm tr I'm tr I'm trying to think it's pretty much just I'm trying to think of the really bad ones. It's... Well, Rutger is obviously it, it, Yeah, like Rutger, Rutger is like the biggest like why? <laughs> that that is just one of the biggest pain in the ass maps in the game I find. Yeah. yeah, that's also that's the map where like almost all of my FE seven playthroughs just kind of end. Like I get, to, I think it's called False Friends in FE seven. I'm like, yeah. okay, this was fun. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna not now. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing I'd like to see, I don't think I'd like to see this in FE four, but uh, I think you could make you know a lot of the the things that they do like reclassing and stuff like that. I think you could make that work really, really well in FE six. 
yeah, FE6 was definitely work with, work with that. Mm-hmm. I like to I see that. Get good meme, memes out of it. Exactly. It's all about the meme. That's all it's ever been about. <laughs> yeah, for like, if it's a translated port, which I would be totally fine with too, then, you know, that's fine because FE6 is a pretty functional game. Yeah. But in terms of like a proper remake, there's definitely a room for a lot of stuff because the GBA games are sort of bare compared to like everything other than the first three games. Yeah, pretty much everything everything that comes mm-hmm. out, everything post that, you get yeah. to like foraging and whatnot. Yeah. And, and skills more, more are like a huge com- part you know, especially thanks to the 3DS games. Well, I mean, I think at, at this point, things like skills are implied because they'd certainly be in FE4 because they were in the original FE4. But yeah, I mean, that, that sort of thing would be great to go back for the GBA games. Um, I'm trying to think what else. A little bit of character balancing would be nice because of how people like to, I think, sort of exaggerate this point a little bit more than it actually is present. But that, that game's roster certainly is on the more unbalanced side compared to other entries in the series. Not to a ridiculous degree. I mean, yeah. Well, it's there's also a, like, it's a spectrum, like, imagine you know? how much it's like we, we constantly shit talk Roy about how he's like the worst lord in the series and how he's such a bad unit. But it's like pretty much every time a tier list comes up, Roy somehow always ends up in like the middle. Yeah. Around it, which then just well, speaks like how how bad is literally yeah. everyone else. Yep. And FE six is a big big roster. I think it's, I think it's uh, it their biggest roster. Yeah. It's behind it's behind Radiant Dawn and FE twelve, and those two and those two basically combine two game casts. What yeah, and like? FE twelve has an even bigger problem with a bunch of crap that you don't need. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that got is... like revelation tier unit balancing. That that is the free silver to the free silver to you. <laughs> and I so I think this is a given as well. But uh, I would I mean, now that we've had the whole Echo's voice acting thing and stuff like that, I don't ever want to go back. Yeah. Yeah, especially for FE four. Yeah. But for FE six too. Anyways, but I'll 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 leave it at that. How about you guys? Uh, what are things that you would want to see? You know, I kind of I kind of actually want to see. I I really kind of want forging, definitely to be in both games. That's fair. I didn't think about that. Yeah, as as much as like a forging, you know, is like super broken and whatnot with like wing spear or whatever, so hunter volley and whatnot. And yeah, SOB. but it's fun. <laughs> it it's it's really fun and it it actually really sort of raises the unit floor. Well, especially with FE four, it matches so well because you're already mm-hmm. holding on to and repairing your weapons, yeah. right? So yeah. instead of just like that iron sword I bought and then used up, it's like, you know, oh, it's Finn, uh, Finn's iron sword. He can't use swords. Finn's iron lance, you know, that's got thirty kills on it, and like, just you know, give some, just give him some yeah. extra hit, hit yeah. here, reduce the weight a bit, potentially. And it's harder to pour a ton of money into it because of the way money works in that game. Yeah. So you know, it, it fits really well with the mechanics as long as they make it expensive. So that reminds me um, of, this is a bit of a contentious topic, and it's not, it's one I'm actually not sure how I feel about. How would you guys like to see, I mean, would you like to see any sort of change to the whole weapon trading system of FE4? No. I think it's hugely important to the themes of inheritance, and it's fun to mess around with, and it's not honestly that annoying. The only thing that I think would benefit from is if you could like still trade equip mm-hmm. someone like just mm-hmm. move their items around if you stand next to them even though it doesn't really make any sense anymore without real trading but it would be nice if you could still do that yeah but honestly all the horses can do it after attacking anyway uh, so it's not as big of a deal uh, for the me huge tra- thing i'm oh, sorry go ahead yeah for me trading weapons and whatnot uh, i feel like that's sort of whatever and whatnot it's mostly just like trade it'd be like uh trading this the skill bands i feel like 
Yeah, I mean that, that that's that, kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah. I feel like that that should stay the way it is, but like trading weapons and whatnot, like trade, I feel like would definitely sort of benefit units, and wouldn't be too big of a game breaker. Like like imagine out so like Alec and Chet in the prologue kind of sucks, but if he gets Noisha's steel sword immediately, then he can actually one round KO bandits. I'm pretty sure. Hmm. Which then it's like then Alec becomes like, oh that's actually a pr- pretty pretty nice, and he becomes kind of a better unit. And you think about it, you don't actually like trade weapons. It's too much in the game, but yeah. What were you gonna say, Husser? I was gonna say I think the really important thing that needs to be tweaked is the movement. Like horses get more bonus from roads than footies do, and that's just like so ridiculously counterintuitive to any semblance of game balance. Well, what what is it? It's roads actually. They only cost. Was it like 0.75 per movement? But since horses have, <laughs> have the most movement, no, they no, get no, the most out of it. That's not that alone would be one thing. Horses get more movement bonus from roads than foot units do. Like literally, mm. their their ratio is better for horses. Nice. <laughs> which which does I will grant you make sense in the real world. Like that does fit better. Yeah. But come on, <laughs> that's the that's the last thing FE4 needs is more movement for its horses and less for its footies. They're like, good lord. <laughs> if you adjusted the road rates like a lot so that foot units moved like as much as horse units on roads, which. I will grant you is getting sort of into the realm of the ridiculous, but honestly, I think it's worth it just for the sake of like not having half the cast suck just because of you know what class they're in, especially when you've got units that are really cool like Ira or you know, Yamka. Um, yeah, exactly, Yamka. Yeah, Yamka is a huge example because he's like, you know, he he sucks in the sense that like he's on foot and his killer bow should go to Medir because he Medir is not on foot. Yeah. And then Yamka stati- really and sucks. statistically worse in literally yeah. everything yep. except except movement. Yeah. But Yamka is an early game archer who is not a huge fucking pain in the ass to use, right? He's no Gordon. He's no Walt. If you point him at something, it will die. And half the enemies fucking attack him with javelins at range anyway, and he will just mow them the fuck down. He attacks like 16 times if he gets like pursuit, continue, and charge all at once or something stupid like that. Or, uh, adept is what continue is called now yeah you know if he could not like not even the same move like you can still have your overpowered horses like in any given conflict but just have the footies be able to get there at all because like high movement is really useful in every single fire emblem game like that's a huge part of how useful units are but if you look at other games you know good foot units still have their place you know like rutger has his uses in FE6 because he's not fucking 30 miles away when you kill the boss. Yeah. That's pretty important. <laughs> um, and so the roads be, are set up to sort of facilitate that. It would be interesting that. to see if they implemented rescue into FE4. That would help a lot, too. Yes. So that'd, be inter- that'd, be, that'd be really interesting to see. Granted, it would just end with, like, rescue 11 with Sigurd and then drop him in front of bosses big, big group of enemies <laughs> yeah but it's not like fe4 isn't totally busted on the like efficiency level anyway you know and mo- most fire emblem games end up with some strategy like that being technically the best it's just that you, you want it to be balanced enough that it doesn't totally punish people for like playing the game the way it looks like it's meant to be played that's fair i think that's the main thing 
So um yeah, I'm I'm trying to think what else. Um Oh, I I did want to mention this just because I feel like this this has to be mentioned even if it's something that we don't want to talk about avatars. Whatever. Uh less uh, no, it's not whatever for me. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, thank you. Nah. In in particular Oh god, please, no, with uh <laughs> With FE4. FE4, yeah. You know, people say, in theory, they cannot be important to the plot. And, like, that's true, for sure. But there, that is never going to happen. Yep. Look, like... Well, the... technically, Chris is not important to the plot at all outside the prologue. Yeah, but he's, he's just, like, he's steals just, Jagan's just... lines, and he gets, he's like, just, But he's really just the there. Like, that's, that's the biggest problem. Once it's meant to be a representation of the player, they can't help but praise the shit out of them all the time to the detriment of the story and immersion and pacing. And they're not even, you know, it's not fucking Mass Effect. If they want to make, like, a Fire Emblem game that actually has choices and stuff, then whatever, you can do that. Mm -hmm. But that's what they clearly meant to do with Fates and still didn't. So I give up. <laughs> don't don't try it anymore. <laughs> Especially not in remakes. Oh. I'm, 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 still, I'm still pretty fine with it. <laughs> As being the opposite guy here. Yeah, that, that's fair. And I, I do understand that people like what it brings to gameplay, especially. You can you know, well, experiment but, with a lot of stuff. I mean, that's why I think the villagers worked so well in Echoes, because they kind of took the place of that. And, I, I don't know, maybe maybe create a character like that. But if, but yeah. if you have reclassing, <laughs> then you, you sort of have that to begin with, don't you? Okay, how how about this? Because we're all agreeing about reclassing in FE4, which I think makes a hell of, or sorry, FE6, which I think makes a hell of a lot of sense. How would you feel about that in FE4? I I'm not sure, really not. Uh, sure. I honestly I feel like, don't I feel like, like reclassing could, at all. I feel like I could get some pretty good meme combinations out of it, so I'm I'm down for it. You know, this is way more work than they would ever do. Like there there is zero chance of this actually happening. Mm -hmm. But it would be cool if they did FE4 with, like, an original mode and, like, a rearranged mode where it's, like, small maps, reclassing, Avatar, the works, you know. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, no, because they'd have to develop two games. Yeah. There's zero chance of that happening. Yeah. But it would be a, an interesting way to, like, ha have a way to go back to it that's a little more streamlined in the gameplay department while still being able to, you know, experience the full scope of the story. That would that would be interesting though if you like reclass Sigurd out of, out of his Night Lord and like they gave him something else. I mean, Sigurd is already in like the best class you could be in. He, he is. Yeah, that's true. Just, there could there could be a good meme potential out there that we just don't know. Very fair. And yeah. I, I feel like reclassing just completely just adds adds to replayability entirely. It's, it's one of the things you know I talked about with SOV sort of lacking is you know Celica's route doesn't really have a whole lot of replayability, and Alms Alms mostly comes from the villagers. I just feel like just giving everyone that opportunity to sort of just, every character that chance to be something else really just adds to the game. Absolutely, I do agree there. I mean, I could I I I, underst I understand people like Husser and whatnot don't don't think it adds enough or don't like what it adds mm -hmm. and i completely well, it's, I, I, I just I, think I, it's I, really tonally disruptive especially for something like fe4 
like in 11 and 12 when they added it it didn't matter because none of the characters had any character except for like two or three except like marth and sita and um i think that's basically it right <laughs> that has uh, more than like a uh... mark to them okay yeah Minerva, okay that that was that's an exaggeration there, there's more but yeah <laughs> But, you know, the vast majority are not really do getting up to anything significant. And then, like, the Avatar is obviously meant to be reclassed because you you're supposed to be able to, like, play with it and do what you want. Yeah. So I, I totally get it there. But I feel like class is a big reflection of character. So if you're more interested in the story, which I am, you know, not then the gameplay, but just then other people are, you know, it, it's kind of disruptive to that. Uh, my my sort of thing is you know, for the first run, yeah, story most important, but it's just the coming back to it. Is sort of is sort of one of the reasons I really want reclassing, and also also going back, one of the reasons I really want forging since that raises the unit floor, you know like, in FE six you know Sophia really bad, but if you had the opportunity to give like Sophia. A flux tome that had like plus twenty hit, then it's like, all right, now there you now go. We're yeah, you're, you're getting somewhere there. We're, we're we're getting somewhere here. Oh yeah, and while we're on the subject of Fe Six and remakes and Sophia, uh, oh fix that <laughs> <laughs> because it's, that's it's, it's, horrendous. And also, just like adjust the con by character. Don't just like make female class values worse, like overall. Okay. You know. Someone like Echidna should have higher con than someone like Rutger. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, anything else? Or are we are we done here? I think that's probably yeah, good. Yeah, I think we're good. A good hour and a half here. Yeah. Feeling good about that. So, uh, man, this has been Emilcast. This I don't know why this feels like a short one, but I don't know. I think but it was a good. It, it was, was a, a good, good one. Episode. It was a goodie. A shorty but a goodie. Yeah. Um. I'm not calling the episode that. <laughs> there was there was another thing in there you can use. But... Yeah, there was. I don't remember what it is, but you'll remember. <laughs> yeah. So this is this has been Applecast episode 35. That it has. Do you guys have any parting words? Uh, check us out on Discord. No. And we also a, check out our I mean, Patreon. You'll, you'll hear about it at the beginning when I edit it in. But yeah, we have a Patreon also. That we do. Oh, that's which... right very directly helps to support the show because like we're literally playing paying dues on soundcloud we are to fit all this audio yeah. so it helps us out a lot thank you thank all of those that have supported us on patreon yeah we're uh yeah we are back up to being able to pay for soundcloud <laughs> so <laughs> that's yeah. that's the thing <laughs> all right yeah. all right we will see you all next time with hopefully Darren and Keegan. <laughs> I don't think I don't think Darren's ever coming back. All right. Hey, yeah, Darren was here last time. <laughs> he was, but then no, no one else was here for it. Face it, Devin. Darren's sleeping with the Chris's. Oh shit. <laughs> right. Oh fuck. <laughs> all right. So we all good. Goodbye. Stop recording. Yeah. <laughs>